Hello, and welcome to another Industry Careers for PhDs podcast brought to you by Cheeky Scientist. I'm your host, Isaiah Henkel, and today we will be talking with Nicolette Beal on how to prepare for online interviews. Uh, If you're interested in uh, listening to the full version of this interview, go to cheekyscientist.com backslash association and learn more about being an associate. Uh, Get on the wait list uh, so that during the next enrollment period, you can become an associate and get access to all of our training materials, including the full versions of these interviews. Uh, If you want to receive these interview highlights sent to your email inbox each week, just go to cheekyscientist.com and subscribe under where it says start here. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Uh, Today, we will be talking with Nicolette Bill again about uh, preparing for online interviews. Uh, Nicolette is currently a research scientist in drug evaluation at Otsuka Pharmaceuticals. Uh, She did her postdoctoral work at the University of Florida. Uh, She specializes in oncology research and advancing patient care. Um, During Nikki's transition, uh, one thing that she really perfected was uh, the interview process and especially uh, performing well during online interviews, including phone screens, video interviews, Skype interviews, and so forth. So we're going to jump in and talk with Nikki now. So thank you very much, Nikki, for being with us today. Sure, it's my pleasure. So you know the topic here. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about, I guess, your experience uh, overall during your transition uh, on this on this topic. So you had to go through Skype, you know, Skype interviews, video interviews uh, along your funnel. So maybe you could talk about you know, we call this the interviewing funnel overall for you. How did it work? Did you have a phone screen, then a video screen, then a side interview? Maybe you can take us through the overall funnel, and then we'll zero in on, on the, the video part. Sure, sure. So um, first I had a phone screen, which I think is, is pretty general to have a phone screen with HR, which usually takes about maybe 15, 15 to 30 minutes, anywhere from that time. Um, so that was the general tell me about yourself Um you know, tell me about your resume, why are you interested in the company? So it's a very basic phone screen just to get you on the phone and, and to see if you can articulate, if you can speak, basically. Um, and then the next step, about two weeks later, um, I actually had a phone call, about a 30, 45-minute phone call with our CEO. Um, and And we are a pretty small company within a large company, and so I think that is the reason why I had a phone call with the CEO. He is a scientist, so it was mainly focused on my um, technical skills in the lab and what I've done as a PhD student and as a postdoc. So he had a lot of questions about um, what I've done in the past and how did I deal with problems in the lab. And then um, about two to three weeks later is when I actually got the um, invitation for an on-site interview. So I had a full day on-site interview, um, about seven hours or so, um, where I met with six different people for 30 minutes each. And we had lunch. Um, then I had to give an hour presentation. And then they had about 30 minutes of questions. So it was, it was, a, it was a full day. It was very draining, um, but it was fantastic. I felt great. Um, and then for, for about two months, I actually didn't hear anything, but, um, the HR lady, um, my recruiter through the company did tell me that since it was an interview in December, not to be alarmed if I don't hear anything until the new year, because people are going on vacation and, you know, um, they're not really focused on, (laughs) on, uh, interviewing other candidates. 
So, so I figured, you know, I'll wait until mid-January um, to hear something back. But I actually didn't hear anything until, um, I think it was until early February. And um, basically, the HR um, lady, she got me on the phone and she said that, um, you know, I'm one of the top candidates. They're still interested in me and they just wanted to see uh, where I was, you know, where I was at. Am I still interested? And so, of course, I told them that I was um and then they said that um, one of the business partner um, HR wanted to, to do a Skype interview with me. And so at this point, I really wasn't sure um, if it was uh, a weed out interview. Um, mm-hmm. So was there two candidates that they were pretty much interested in? And so they wanted to do another interview, um, but they couldn't do a face-to-face so that they chose a Skype interview. Or, you know, I was even thinking maybe they're going to make an offer and they wanted to do um, more personally, and so they wanted to get you, you know, on a video um, chat. Well, it turned out that it was probably a weed out interview <laughs> because mm. it was basically forty-five minutes of behavioral questions. Yes. And, well, let me uh, just let me stop you right there because sure. you've just give, given us a, a a ton of great takeaways. Uh, first and foremost, I, I think. The, the last point is the most important, right? So when you have a video Skype interview, very often it's going to be a weed out. Uh, it's not going to be when they're going to, you know, they're not going to close this, the video interview and say, that's enough. Uh, here's a contract, uh, especially if you haven't met them in person. So that, that's, that's a great takeaway. We're going to come back to that. But you said a few things along the way in terms of um, interviewing in general, right? So you've you interviewed uh, or started the interviewing process around December, took you several months to to hear back because of the holidays, right? Many job candidates might just think, okay, well, I got to give up. They're not interested in me. Um, But you always have to look at things from your audience's point of view. And this is a theme we're going to come back to over and over again during this webinar. Uh, Consider your audience, right? Your audience is on vacation. Um, Everybody's out of the office. Uh, You know, hiring slows down during this time. Uh, yeah. You know, that's really what's going on. So always be looking from your audience's point of view and always be following up. Now, one thing Nikki, you know, ha- has always done very well is followed up. And, you know, she didn't just sit there and wait. Um, you know, so when she says she didn't hear back, it's not like she did nothing. Um, she was following up during this process. And that's another another critical thing, um, too. You always have to be driving the result forward. That's on you, not the interviewer, whether you're at the phone screen stage the video um, screen or the site interview. Right. So I just want, I want to say those things. Great, great takeaways there. Now let's jump back in. Okay. So the Skype interview, you found out pretty quickly. It was part of the weeding out process. Yes. Um, it was very so, obvious in this, within the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And just some, just some quick notes on that. Um, the, the, the statistics show, you know, there, there can be hundreds of people um, that will actually uh, get a phone screen. Uh, you know, uh, hundreds, uh, surely hundreds that will apply overall. Uh, there can be, you, you know, up to a hundred, some, for some positions, several hundred that actually get a phone screen. And then from there, it dwindles down very, very uh, rapidly to where you might have maybe half a dozen, a dozen at most getting a, a video screen. And then of course, for site visits, you're down to one, two, maybe three candidates. Um, so I just, I want to make that clear in terms of where the the video call fits into that. It's usually in the middle there. So you you figured this out pretty quickly, and and maybe you can jump back into the story here and and tell us how it went and and talk to to us more about the questions and what you did to prepare. Sure. Um, And so 
I know that there's been an article circulating um, within the association. I certainly um, have found that article very early on. I think it's called the 10 most difficult interview questions. Mm. Um, and so it's mostly behavioral questions. And what I've actually done very early on in the interview process, because I was expecting to get these questions early on, which I didn't until later, um, but I, I actually took each question and, and typed up an answer for it. So some of the typical questions are, you know, how do you deal with, um, how do you deal with failure? Um, because I'm a scientist and we fail a lot. Um, I was asked, you know, how I deal with failure in the lab. Um, how do I move on if, you know, if I hit a roadblock? What are, you know, some of the steps that I take? What happens if... For example, I need to do something, but there's nobody around um, to help me do it. How do you figure out how to actually go about doing it? And so some of my answers were, you know, early on in my PhD, my mentor was very hands-off. And so I quickly became very resourceful and re reach out to people that knew how to do something um, that I needed to do. For example, if I had to do immunofluorescence, I've never done it before. I went to a lady that does it constantly at one of the uh, core labs, and so I had her teach me how to do that. So all these things, I basically told them that, you know, I've, I'm very um, familiar with having to reach out to people that I've never met um, because my mentor was so hands-off. And so, um, so I told her that I, you know, I have no problem um, finding out the people that know how to do something that I need to learn how to do. Um, and then, as far as failures in the lab, you know, I told her that during my postdoc um, uh, experience, um, the project that I was on had a lot of failures, and so mm -hmm. you just have to be very persistent um, and you know, just keep pushing, and it's going to work at some point. Um, so that was one of the, the main themes, um, because I was applying for an R&D position. The other main theme was, um, how do you communicate with your mentor? Um, what kind of relationship do you have with your mentor? And, um, let's see, what else did they ask? No, I think that's a good start. So I want to come back to questions because... Uh, we can we can really dig in depth there, but first I want to I want to set everything up. So we talked about the overall interview process. Uh, we talked about some of the questions you can get, and the main the main takeaway here is that you're you're going to get the same questions on a Skype interview or video interview uh, that you're going to get in person. So you should really fully prepare everything that you would do for a site uh, visit. Uh, you need to do for a, a video interview um, because you're going to be facing again, you know high-level behavioral questions, just like, like Nikki said. So I want to stop there, rewind a little bit, and say, okay, so now that we know that it's going to be very similar in terms of the questions you're going to get, how you present yourself to a site visit, how can you prepare um, for a, a video interview? What are some of the things that you did in terms of research? What are some of the things that you have to do only for video interviews? Sure. Um, so there's actually a lot that goes into – um, preparing for a video interview, so not only your research and making sure that, you know, you're prepared for difficult questions and also prepared to ask questions. That's very, very important um, during the interview process. Make sure you always have good questions um, that you can come back with. But um, for video interview in general, um, you want to look at your surroundings. So, for example, I did mine in my apartment. 
Um, and I ha make sure that your background, for example, you know, is not looking onto your kitchen or is not looking onto your perhaps messy uh, living room. So pick pick a, a solid background, just a wall. Um, and then you also have to think about the lighting. My lighting in my apartment was terrible. So I actually had to bring out nightlights <laughs> and put it all around me um, to illuminate not only the space that I was in, but also my face. So you want to make sure that your face is nicely um, illuminated. And also um, think about your clothing. Uh, you want to dress professionally. You actually want to wear a suit that you would wear if you were to walk in to a on-site interview. And so a lot of people might think, oh, I'll just dress up on top um, mm. and then, you know, have my pajamas on bottom. I do not recommend doing that because <laughs> um, you never know what can happen. Um, yeah. So dress fully as if you were to go into a face-to-face -face interview. And that is actually going to probably put you in that mode that I need to be really serious and this is a very serious interview. Mm. Um also, uh, make sure that you're alone. Um, you know, don't have people around you that might distract you. I, I have two dogs, and so I actually, about an hour before my interview, I put them into the farthest room from uh, where I was sitting and to, you know, put them in there an hour before, make sure that they're not making noise, that they're not unhappy that I put them there. Uh, they aren't going to bark or scratch the door or anything like that. So be aware of things like that um, that make, can make a huge difference. Um, also for the ladies, uh, make sure that your hair is nicely done. Uh, it's actually nice to put your hair up and not have it in your face mm -hmm. and, and, you know, do your makeup, but don't overdo it just a little bit. Um, and for, for our gentlemen, make sure that you're nice and shaved. Um, we don't, you know, we don't want to see, um, stubbles, um, have a nice shaved face. Um, and then in general, you know, just make sure that your internet connection is good, um, that you're not going to, obviously sometimes we can't help um, if the internet cuts out on us, it, it happens, but, um, but, you know, just make sure that everything is, is, is okay. If it's yeah. a Skype interview, oh, go ahead. No, 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 this is great. So I just want to stop and go over some of these important points because we're, we're going through them fast and they're, they're all crucial. And you might think, oh, it's just a video interview. But this, I mean, you've already, if you've made it to this stage after a phone screen, you're, you've already jumped ahead of likely hundreds of people. Um, and you're, you're in the running for, to get an offer for a site visit. So you need to take this very, very seriously. This, this is the new interview. This is the new one-hour job interview, Skype and video interviews. Uh, you need to treat it like this, like, like Nikki said. And great, great, just great advice here. Everything from clothing, you know, full body, right dress. Um, uh, the lighting is crucial. If you have to do it without natural light, you need to have, uh, and Nikki's written about this a lot, you need to have lamps all over you and one shining right in your face to brighten it up. The best thing to do, and a lot of people don't think about this, is that to face a window. So have your monitor, uh, you know, against the window or uh, up up to it, so that you're looking out uh, with with sun in your eyes, not directly in your eyes, but natural lighting is by far the best. And you can practice with this, but you have to be fully lit. Uh, do not have any shadows whatsoever. Right. You can look up statistics on this, but people see shadows, and it, it diminishes trust, and it hurts your first impression. With just the way our brains work. Um, internet connection is huge. You usually need for, I mean, to be 100% sure that nothing's going to happen on Skype, 
uh, you know, if you have a Wi-Fi connection, you need to test it. Go to internetspeedtest.net is one of them, I believe, and, and make sure you have at least 20 megabytes per second. Uh, I would pay, you know, the extra five or ten dollars to buy, an, a, you know, an old school Ethernet cord and actually connect it to your computer. Whatever adapter you might have to get for that, because some of the some of the new computers uh, you have to get a, a Thunderbolt connection or whatever it is. Definitely do that. You do not want to be going in and out on Skype because at most companies they're going to have a hard line connection. You should have a hard line connection. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so other things you have, I know you want to talk about eye contact, Skype profile, name and photo. Um, let's, let's continue. Yeah, so eye contact is very, very important. Um, if you've never used Skype, I would recommend that you start using it with friends or family. I've actually been using Skype with, um, with my father mostly because he lives in overseas. Um, so I've been on Skype since 2006. So to me, being on Skype, you know, is, 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 is not strange, but it was very strange to be on Skype in a very professional setting. You, you know, you don't want to, when you have your screen, you're going to see yourself and you don't want to be staring at yourself to see what you look like. So that's like one of the number one no-nos. Um, do not look at yourself. Um, try to look at where the camera is. And so it's really difficult because you have that screen and you're going to see the person that's interviewing you. And of course you want to look at them, um, but you really want to look at the camera because then you're looking at them, you're looking at their eyes. It's okay to glance at their at their image every now and then. Um, I have certainly have done that, but mostly you just want to keep focusing um, on the camera. And I believe uh, one of the associates actually had uh, a brilliant idea where they put a face next to the camera, a picture of a face, and so they would just stare at that face um, yeah. That was right next to the camera, and then that, you know, that way you make sure that you are looking at the person that's interviewing you um, and not the picture of, you know, the screen of that picture. So that's very, very important. Um, and then also, yeah, so your Skype profile name and your, you know, your picture should be professional if, if it is going to be Skype. Sometimes it, sometimes it can be another outlet, um, not just Skype. So for mine, for example, it wasn't per se through Skype. It was through um, a, a video um, chat through the company. And so they actually had um, a, a, a contractor that got on the phone with me, I think maybe a day before my interview. And so he actually tested um, everything with me. He tested the connection. He tested um, my picture. So we were able to play around with lighting and things like that. So if, if, if that's the case, you know, that's very helpful. Um, for me, it certainly was. But, yeah, but if it's through Skype, just make sure that your picture and your profile is very professional. Um, um, the same way, you know, just the same way you would for an email nowadays. You, you know, you wouldn't send an email from, uh, you know, sports team number one fan 332. You want yeah. it to be your name, your first and your last name. Uh and and a professional picture of you. So uh, I, I think these are those are all critical factors. And yet, you, you know, you have to take these factors into account specifically for video interviews. Um, they are more and more common, and the trend is just going to keep increasing. Because again, it seems saves companies a lot of money. And we talk about this a lot. It costs a company anywhere between fifty thousand to sixty thousand dollars or more to onboard a new candidate. So to go through the hiring process, to bring them on, everything, all the the man and woman hours that go into it, you know, flying you out for site visit, all this stuff, 
it's a lot of money. Yes. They, they don't money. Need, yeah, and they're only going to invest that in you know two or three candidates tops. So adding the video interview as a, as a another step in the screening process is going to continue. Uh, so all this being said, I want to I want to get back to some of the the common questions and, and considering your audience, uh, which we said we're going to do. But first, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make um, during Skype interviews? I mean, I think any of the any of the mentioned um, important things can be a huge mistake. So, for example, your background, you know, being your kitchen or being your living room, um, I think is very unprofessional. So you just want to have a solid wall. Um, not be not you know not being dressed appropriately or um, having noise in the background, for example, or any of any of the things that we had just you know went over the last probably ten minutes, I think are crucial. And and if you don't nail that, then that can be a huge mistake. Um, having having that shadow behind you, um, I can't tell you how many maybe 30 minutes to an hour I played with the lighting um, to make sure I did not have a shadow. <laughs> mm. So it actually took a long time um, just playing with the lights. And I, I think I had about three or four lamps, one right in front of my face. Um, so my apartment did not have natural light, unfortunately. Um, and my And the lamp that was on top of my desk was not good enough. So I literally had lamps all around me and we had to play with um, which way the lamp has to 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 face um, to to make sure that I didn't have that shadow. So it was actually very difficult. So make sure you put the time in and don't do it right before. Um, do it a couple of days before. If you know your interview is coming up, just sit down and and play with it. And um, you know, don't leave it for the last minute. Make sure that everything is set for the time that you you have your interview. Yeah, and, and again, another good reason, if at all possible, to be facing a window, because then you're not going to have those shadows. Um, natural light is the best. Uh, it can make a big difference, if at all possible. Also, going back to what Nikki said, don't have other people in the room near you. Uh, if they sneeze or cough, it's very awkward. You know, if you don't do it near uh, appliances that are making a lot of sounds, uh, refrigerators, whatever else, uh, you want it to be as professional as possible. You need to consider all these things, and a good way to do it like Nikki touched on is to do some practice video uh, Skype calls, you know, uh, uh, Skype interviews, call a friend and see how you're looking on the other end of it. Not just how you think you look in the, the little box in the corner. I get their feedback, have them record it, uh, download an app to record how you're coming off. So you can see how you're coming off on your audiences. And um, so that's crucial. And again, coming back to that idea of consider your audience, consider your audience. Um, so on that topic, in terms of the questions you're going to get, what, what kind of questions might you expect from different types of audiences, Nikki? So let's say you have a hiring, you know, if you talk to a hiring manager, and I, you know, I know a lot of people who have done several different Skype calls, one with the hiring manager, and then possibly with the department head, or maybe the CEO, or maybe a recruiter. How should you consider these different audiences um, during a, a Skype or video interview? Sure. So I think um, if it's a hiring manager, um, most of the time it might be the manager that you may work with. And so if it's, for example, and I keep going back to R&D because I am in R&D, um, but then it's going to be science-related. You know, it's going to be about your technical skills, um, but also your personality. So if, if, if you have a manager that's looking for another person to come into a group, 
you need to understand that he's not only going to look at whether you have the skills to to do the job, but also do you have the personality um, to fit into that group. And so it's really, really important because I've actually personally have seen one person coming into a group and completely changing the dynamic of a group. So it's extremely important and people are going to pay attention to your personality to make sure that if you come into their group, you're going to fit and it's not going to throw off the dynamic. So I think for the hiring manager, that's going to be one of the major things, um, technical skills and also your personality. Yeah, absolutely. And so, again, considering your audience, hiring managers, right, they're not – most likely they're not going to have a PhD. Somebody from human resources isn't going to have a PhD. What they're going to care about, like Nikki said, is culture, keeping the team dynamic in place. Do you fit in with that company's culture? These are the things you need to consider when you're doing your research. And you should be doing your research at the same level you would do um, uh, it for a a site visit. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and if it's a department head, so maybe you could talk a little bit more about your experience, uh, you know, talking to a department head at a – the companies you interviewed for, what were some of the the strategies or some of the things that you researched? So uh, when I was on the phone with our CEO, um, I actually have researched uh, just general things about the company. And so um, at the time that I was applying, the company has just bought up um, Aztecs um, Therapeutics. And so I was reading about that and I was reading about why, you know, Otsuka has – acquired this company and it was because of a drug discovery platform and so I actually asked the CEO um, you know I I told him I read that the company has acquired this other company um, because of their drug discovery platform you know have you actually put it into to place have you used it um, you know for for Luca's drug discovery and so he actually um, I don't think he expected a question like that he he laughed, then he was quiet for a minute, and then he said, that's a very good question. <laughs> and so, um, so then, yeah, then we had a conversation about that. So, yeah, you definitely want to have something like that, you know, in your pocket, some really good question where you actually just stop the person and have them sit back and say, wow, that's an excellent question. This person actually read about the company and knows why a company would acquire another company in order to further drug discovery, for example. Yeah, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head by by researching some of these higher level, uh, you know, management level, really, uh, management level topics, you know, mergers, acquisitions, new departments that are opening up, new products that are coming out. Uh, Asking these questions uh, shows that you're not just another Ph.D., who is able to talk about research and the things they don't have the bench, but is also, you know, also understands that this is a business, this is industry, things are different. Uh, this is globally, but again, conveying these same kind of things you want to convey during a site visit, an in-person interview on a Skype call is important. Again, these video interviews, they are the new standard, you know, one hour interview that you're going to get before a full day site visit. So I would definitely prepare for them in full. Uh, and I guess one of my final questions is, is in terms of troubleshooting, right? So you talked about, okay, the lighting's not well. If you have technical problems, uh, what do you do, right? So same, you know, just like in person, let's say you spill coffee all over yourself, right? Let's, let's take some of these things that might happen to you on a, on a Skype video call, uh, whether they're technical issues. What's the best way to handle those? Uh, 
Sure. Um, so, well, for example, don't have coffee near you. <laughs> yeah. Have a bottle of water um, if you really need to, to sip on something and make sure that the cap is on and you don't spill it on yourself. So, I mean, when I think of technical problems, I usually think of um, maybe internet connection. Um, maybe the internet cuts out on you unexpectedly. Mm. So what I would say, what I would do, um, and don't be shy, you know, just be very professional and say, in the, in the case that this conversation might get cut off because of technical problems, what number may I call you back on or may I call you back on the number that you have called me um, if we get disconnected? So don't be shy. You know, this, these things do happen um, and people do understand. It might happen on their end and not on your end. But just be prepared and make sure that you know how to get back in contact with them in case something like that happens. Thank you for joining us for another Industry Careers for PhDs podcast. If you're interested in attending one of these interviews live, or if you're interested in getting access to the full interview, including all of the background materials and show notes, go to cheekyscientist.com backslash association and learn how to become a associate. Uh, you can get on the wait list for the next association enrollment period there and learn full details about the program. It's a program specifically designed to help PhDs transition uh, into top industry positions. If you would like to see receive more of these interview highlights uh, via our podcast uh, sent directly to your email, go to cheekyscientist.com and email subscribe under where it says start here. If you haven't already, you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Um, until next week, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.